Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hi, this is Kevin Kalinske. I'm the Glenn Family Breast Cancer Center Director at Winship Cancer Institute in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'll be talking about how you can recognize and manage the common adverse events seen with antibody drug conjugates. From the ASCENT trial, we saw significant benefit when comparing sesotuzumab of govitekin versus physician choice chemotherapy in patients with triple negative breast cancer who had tumors that had progressed on at least two lines of therapy in the advanced setting. And if patients had progression within the operable setting within a 12-month period, that counted as a line. And you can see that there was a statistically significant improvement in overall survival comparing sesotuzumab govitekin versus physician choice chemotherapy with a hazard ratio of 0.48 and a statistically significant p-value. When looking at the treatment-related adverse events, so these were the all-grade events from the ASCEND trial uh, that were greater than 20%, or for those grade 3, 4 events that were at least 5% of the patients, the main toxicities that we see, especially comparing sesotuzumab govitekin versus physician's choice therapy, is neutropenia, also diarrhea. We can also see numerically a higher rate of other heme toxicities like leukopenia and Neutropenia. It's also worth noting that GCSF usage was higher in ascent for the sesotuzumab arm at 49% compared to physician choice chemotherapy at 23%, though the dose reduction rates were similar due to treatment-related adverse events. It is also worth highlighting that there is a risk for diarrhea, nausea, fatigue, and alopecia. And, you know, I know it says 46% here, but all of my patients have lost their hair with sesotuzumab govitekin. The other thing just to highlight is that there is no neuropathy or interstitial lung disease that has been reported with sesotuzumab govitekin. So we showed data at ASCO in 2021 that was just comparing the safety in the patients in the ASCENT trial who were over than or equal to the age 65 years of age. And, you know, overall, the toxicity profile was similar. You know, when you're comparing physician choice chemotherapy to sesotuzumab govitekin, numerically the same things were seen where there was a higher rate of neutropenia and leukopenia, diarrhea, and also febrile neutropenia. Also, in the elderly population, 53% of patients required a GCSF usage and then 65% used antipropulsives to manage their gastrointestinal issues. You can see that we're talking about the Tropion study, which is discussing a different trope to antibody drug conjugate, this one from a different company, which is given once every three weeks. And from this phase one study, we had some information just about initial activity in triple negative breast cancer, as well as some safety data. And you can see the treatment emergent adverse events in 15% of the patients or greater. And you can see that the toxicities are a little bit different with this agent, where, yes, you can have nausea, but there's actually a higher rate of stomatitis, predominantly grade one or two. Again, no ILD. And there's a low frequency of hematologic toxicity as well as diarrhea. If you look at the next slide, you can see 
to a discussion about HER2 low breast cancer at ASCO this year at the plenary session. Dr. Modi is going to be reporting the results of the Destiny 04 study, which has the potential for being a practice-changing trial. In this slide here is just showing the rates of having HER2 low, which is IHC 1 plus or 2 plus, with a negative immunocytohybridization. And you can see that there's a rate in the hormone receptor positive population, this is about 55%, and the triple negative population, nearly 40%. And, you know, we've seen toxicity from Destiny Breast 03 comparing TDM1 and TDXD, where TDXD really was significantly improved, and these data have been published in the New England Journal of Medicine. And if you move to the next slide, you can see the AEs of special interest, in particular drug related interstitial lung disease or pneumonitis. And one of the things that we learned from the development of this drug early on was to keep a close eye on this potential toxicity because you know there were some patients in the early study which had some deaths related to ILD. So now I think there there has been clear messaging that if a patient has a grade two or higher ILD, one should stop the drug and not rechallenge. And you know, these data from this randomized study have demonstrated that, in fact, you know, this has been clearly messaged where there are no grade four or five adjudicated drug-related ILD events with TDXD, and we'll see in Destiny 04 what the toxicity profile looks like as well as the activity. And I really just wanted to present these data because there is a high chance that these could be practice-changing after we see the data from presented at ASCO. So that's a summary of the events that we can see with some of the antibody drug conjugates. Hopefully it's been clear that not all antibody drug conjugates are the same. You know, for instance, we see with the different trope 2 antibody drug conjugates, Sasituzumab govotecan is the only one that's currently approved, but we see with the other trope 2 antibody drug conjugate that you can have stomatitis and low rates of gastrointestinal issues. And then with TDXD, really the main toxicity to be most aware of is, in particular, this interstitial pneumonitis. Thank you for your attention and look forward to other discussions regarding this topic. Thank you. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.